Hello, 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 everybody, and welcome back to the Barely Bookish podcast. We are, well, this is the last episode on the book of Little Women, and then our next episode is going to be covering the 2019 Little Women movie, so if you want to watch that and not get spoiled, um, then please watch that first before you watch the episode, um, and it'll air on Wednesday as per usual. So that's happening. After that, uh, we are going to be jumping into 1984. So if you want to start reading that so that you, you know, don't get spoilers, um, then yeah, that'll be coming out, I think in two weeks, probably. It'll come after once the movie episodes are done. I think the movie episodes are only going to be one episode. Um, but if not, I'll tell you at the intro of next episode, but yeah, it should be about like a week or two, um, and then we'll have 1984. So that's happening. Also, um, if you didn't catch it in last episode, we do have a Patreon now. Uh, there is going to be bloopers, there's some show notes, uh, all that good stuff. You can check that out by going to barelybookish.com slash connect. Um, I'm going to be adding more stuff to it as I get feedback and as people kind of tell me what they're hoping um, to get out of a Patreon account. And I'm going to try and just, you know, keep building that and keep making it fun and something everybody wants to, you know, enjoy and all that good stuff. Also, if you want to see any, like if you want to chat with me, any live content, stuff like that, I do stream on Twitch. Right now we are playing Pikmin on Fridays at 6 p.m. Eastern. We play Among Us, and um, I don't really have a set schedule for that, I'll be honest, but if you want to follow me, it's barely bookish, Um, and then you can turn the bell notification on, and then you always get notified, but yeah, I try and make announcements on like Twitter and stuff when I go live, and if I do pre-plan, which I'm hoping to get better about. I'll make an announcement on my Instagram stories, and if you want to turn on notifications for that, then you'll always be in the know. And yeah, that's basically all I have for you guys. Um, Yeah, hope you guys enjoy the episode. Hello everyone, we are back with another episode on Little Women, and I am once again joined by Kendra. Hi. And we are starting with chapter 43, surprises. So tomorrow is Joe's birthday, and she's turning 25, and she feels like she hasn't accomplished anything, and she doesn't really want to be an old maid. Wow, such a turn of events from the very first book that I didn't know that there was two different books, so we could have only read just the one. Yeah, <laughs> literally, <laughs> literally. It's just funny now that I've actually done research about it, um, that peop- she wanted Joe to be an old maid, and then people were like, no. And then she's like, fine. And she basically changed Joe to uh be more of a character that everyone would have wanted her to be why couldn't have joe just been like slutty and i say that in the nicest way possible like why couldn't she have just been that girl that liked to have a good time 
and never married and that was her life I and then don't. wrote about her slutty adventures so I could read them <laughs> literally I don't think that Joe should have ever gotten married I really don't like I don't think that was her character I don't think that's who she should have became like I don't think I think she would have been more interesting had she never gotten married and became an old maid and just had a lot of friendly companionship you know she's just casual. boring right now I know this latter half I don't like at all like the so, only one that got interesting was Amy I know Amy had a little bit of a glow up for sure <laughs> So Lori and Amy are back home. They are they actually got married before they came home. And I was like, this is a little rude because they didn't let the family come at all. So Joe tells Lori to tell her everything. And they wouldn't let Amy come home with Lori. Um, and his grandfather and aunt wanted to spend... Wait, sorry. So Joe tells Lori um, to tell her everything. And he says that they wouldn't let Amy come home with him. Um, but the aunt wanted to spend another winter in Europe, so they got married so that uh, they could bring Amy home. And I'm just like, this aunt is on the longest vacation ever. Like, she's already been on there three years, and now she still wants to spend more time in Europe. I'm like, is she ever going to come home, or does she just kind of move there? Yeah, at this point, she's moved there. She's not going home. She just hasn't told anybody that she hasn't gone home yet. Literally, that's what it feels like because she's just like continuously extending this vacation. Like, I think if Lori and Amy hadn't gotten married, Amy never would have been able to come home. She had been kidnapped and did not know it. Yeah, that's basically what it feels like. So Lori tells Joe he loves her, but as a sister. Oh, okay. Yeah, sure. Yeah. You know what the next book should be? Amy, Joe, and Lori. What happens next? The awakening. <laughs> um, so Lori says, <laughs> now that I know there's like a new Joe and Lori, like I'm kind of curious, but also I'm not sure that I'm actually wanting to know. I want to know, but at the same time, I already know what's going to happen. It's like the part that bothers me is that I know there's not going to be any spice in it. Like, I I only want to read it if it's spicy, and I know it's not going to be, so I'm like, mm. I mean, like, I want drama. Saucy, I think is the word I'm going for. I just want something eventful to happen, and I don't think it will, so I'm not really interested in reading it. Oh, it happens. She probably has, like, five children. In the middle, <laughs> and then they just get forgotten <laughs> in book two. <laughs> oh my goodness. So Lori says that Joe needs to come stay with him and Amy. And Joe's kind of like, mm-hmm, sure. And Lori says that Amy manages him really well. Wait, he tells her to go stay with them? Yeah. Like, that's not an invitation to a threesome. I don't know what it is. He's had an obsession with these March girls since he's met them. <laughs> Uh, I feel like that's only for Lori's benefit because then it's incest and mm, mm. well I mean there are things I mean men have fantasies I'm sure women do too but mostly men about having sex with twins it's really no different (laughs) 
Okay, we went off on a, a tangent. <laughs> oh my gosh. Anyways, moving on. <laughs> so, if you want to buy a uh, Kendra's spe- uh, like spicy romance novels, they are <laughs> available on Amazon. Anyways, moving on. <laughs> so Joe is watching them and seeing how happy Lori and Amy are together. And this is like when she's really starting to feel truly lonely because everyone is paired off. But she opens the door and Mr. Bear is just like casually standing there. Not invited at all. Just there. And she's like, what's poppin'? I feel so bad for Joe because he was just simply introduced and then had to be turned into her only love interest because Literally. where else was she gonna, I mean I guess she could have fell in love with a seagull at the beach whenever she went it's just like it bothers me that basically everyone had to get married off, married off even though it was not in Joe's character at all to be married like she was perfectly content being single and being alone and being happy with her friendships and then they're like just kidding like mm, that's no longer a thing like I don't think people realize that when you are 15 16 if you care nothing for having a partner in life that's probably going to continue to adulthood it's not like you're suddenly like oh just kidding I actually care about my romantic attraction now even though like during puberty I had no interest in others at all <laughs> gonna say yeah the hormones will tell you yeah like it's it would have been very obvious that she would have romantic attraction to people at that age if she was going to be romantically attracted to people as an adult like sure i know people grow and all that good stuff but like i don't know it's just a little sus to me and then my next note is i'm a little really nervous she's gonna marry him (laughs) Mr. Bear comes into the party and everyone really likes him. And now Joe and Mr. Bear are singing together for some reason. And he's realizing that Amy and Lori are married, which seems to have made him quite happy because I think he thought that Joe was going to marry Lori. Until Joe goes over to Lori's house and stays for a while. And then he won't be. (laughs) I'm okay. I'm going to. No, I'm not going to skip ahead. I'm not going to skip ahead. We will come back to it because I have anger, but we'll get there. I'm not skipping ahead. Chapter 44, My Lord and Lady. So Amy and Lori are in super honeymoon phase. Lori says that he's going to go to work because he wants to be a working man. And like, it's only rich people that say that, okay? Like, you've never heard someone that's like poor that came into money is like oh i still want to be a working man no you did your work you know (laughs) like the goal is to happily retire and actually enjoy your life and all these like rich people are like i want to contribute to society no i want to be on a beach in spain anyways we have two different life goals apparently i agree who wants to work? That's what I always tell people. They always say, oh, I don't know what I would do without my job. A lot of other things. You would do a lot of other things without your job. Yeah. If I did not need an income to survive, I would be in a van right now traveling up the West Coast of the United States 
going to Alaska, maybe. Who knows? Actually, no, I'm lying. I'd wait till the summer and then I'd go to Alaska <laughs> because you could just drive through Canada to go to Alaska. My passport works, you know? I If I didn't have financial commitments of life, I would be doing a lot of other things. I'd be exploring. Yeah. I would see what Joshua Tree was like because, you know, that seems pretty cool. <laughs> I agree. I would do the same. That is like, um, some of our family members are like, Oh, um, don't you want to live on a farm and have land and take care of animals when you retire? And I'm like, no, fuck no. Who wants to pick up that much poop? Like what is wrong with you? See, like I want to live on like a small bit of land enough. That's like comfortable. Like, about I'm talking like an acre okay not like eight acres like a single acre where it's like spread out enough that it's nice but like not so spread out that like it's going to require effort to maintain you know and then I want a single goat for the tax breaks and also I want the, but I want it to be a fainting goat so that when you scare it its <laughs> legs lock up and it falls over just because I think it's funny I really do and I and that's all I want and I want a tiny house library on my property. So I have I have goals. <laughs> <laughs> so everyone thinks that Joe and Mr. Bear are gonna get married. Yeah, we already know they're gonna get married. Move I on. know. We, we already know this. This is it's, the most boring love story I've ever literally read okay. My main problem with Joe and Mr. Bear getting married is there was no hint previous to that moment where there was any hints of them ever having romantic attachments to each other like when she goes away she meets mr bear like they seem just like friends there is no hint of flirting there is nothing that would lead you to believe that they could ever have any sort of attachment beyond friendship and it's just really bothers me that they basically were like oh joe has to marry someone let's give her this old man that was her friend once isn't he like 60 years old like i felt like when he's in his 40s no when he was first introduced i could have sworn when i read his description i felt like he was 60 years old when they get married he is 40 yeah you can pretend he's 40 they lie about their age back then okay we know this we do it's that just, now. It's just crazy to me because it just really bothers me that they were like, oh, you know, they have, they don't even write. Like, they've been separated at this point for like a year or so, I think. And it's like they didn't communicate at all to each other. And now they just randomly fall in love for no reason. And he randomly shows up and she's not married off. Yeah, it's like you couldn't have just written and asked, hey, you're not married, right? Like, what if she would have been married? He wasted all that money coming down there. And like, they could, he could have at least started some sort of letter writing communication before he showed up. And the other thing is just like, I don't know. It just really bothers me. It does. This is the Bash Mr. Bear podcast. We don't like him. (laughs) Honestly, and it's like, I don't have, there's nothing really wrong with Mr. Bear. It's just that they, she didn't even try to write any romance into this at all. Like, there is nothing that cues you into them being remotely attracted to each other. 
until like this chapter is the first time it's ever talked about. I feel like she only wrote this book for the fans and then didn't want to give them what they wanted because they made her write the book, which I completely respect that. Well, Joe was supposed to be like her. Like she was supposed to be a spinster. And then like the fans demanded Joe and Lori, her editor said that every single sister needed to be married. So she was like, hmm, well, you won't let me have what I want. So Joe's going to marry Mr. Bear. But it's like, of course, she didn't write in any romance. Like, it wasn't supposed to happen. It wasn't supposed to exist. So, I don't know. So, Amy asks if um, it'll bother Lori if Joe marries Mr. Bear. And Lori says no. He just wants her to be happy, which makes Amy rather happy. Of course it makes Amy happy. She knows now that her sister's not after her man. (laughs) But it's like, I I don't know. Before this turns into a rant podcast, I'm just going to move on. <laughs> so <laughs> Lori wants to be able to help Joe because the professor doesn't have any money. And he wants to help people who are experiencing poverty, especially the artists and the girls who have to work. And I'm like, okay, sh- sure. You know what they should have done? She should have focused more on Meg and her twins and her marital problems. That would have been more spicy than this. I know. I want, I literally just want some sauce. I want some drama and we don't get any, like, I feel like if I had some sort of nostalgia to this book, I might've liked it better. Like had I read it as a child, okay. Like then, you know, I would maybe like it more, but the fact that I don't have any sentimental attachment to this book at all is not making me super love it. You know, I want to burn mine, but I can't. It has to go back to the library. (laughs) Fahrenheit 451 up in here. (laughs) So chapter 45, Daisy and Demi. The babies are now three to four. The narrator says that these are the most remarkable babies ever to exist. And I was like, okay. Like she says they start talking and walking super early. And I'm like, sure. And at this point, I was listening to the audiobook, and the sound the narrator uses for the baby voice makes me want to kill myself. Like, Oh, yeah? Well, you should listen to Serpent and Dove because it will do the same thing. It's so bad. Like, the, it's like nails on a chalkboard. Like, it uses super – you know how, like, people write children, and they're like – they like take out all the R's and they're like, oh, will we want to? And you're like, Bleh. and it doesn't sound like, because, <laughs> or they're like, me so want to, like Jar Jar Binks kind of situation. And I, it's, it's so much of that that I honestly did not write any notes on this chapter. I can barely listen to it. It was so bad and then like the narrator says the kids are a little salty that joe likes to spend time with mr bear instead of spending all of her time with the kids and then mr bear keeps coming over to see mr march and joe that's basically the semblance of the chapter the rest of it's in baby talk and i can't handle it like i cannot deal with it as someone who never had kids like the baby talk is ear splitting to me like i hate it so much 
I'm sure you baby talk to your dog, though. No, but I mean, no, like, not that. I don't mean when adults baby talk. I mean when, like, adults mimic what children are supposed to sound like. Oh, okay. (laughs) That's, because, like, I'll be like, oh, hope it's your puppies. Like, I will talk to my dog that way. But, like, when people are, like, trying to say a quote of their child or, like, kids start talking, that's ear splitting to me. I can't handle it. (laughs) No babysitting jobs for you. (laughs) No, thank you. I am not interested. I will watch your dog all day. I will watch all of your cats. You have a hamster? Me and the hamster will chill. But you ask me to watch a small child that's just learning to talk, and I'm going to be like, no. (laughs) Thanks. But no, thank you. I'm just not good with kids, okay? Kids like me for some reason, and I would rather not be anywhere near their presence. And I don't kids know Kids mostly are terrified of me. And the ones that aren't, and I have been forced to babysit out of just because the parents needed someone, was mostly when my husband was in the Air Force. And when they would come over, I would tell them that our house was haunted. And then be really, really quiet and let them listen to the gate creak <laughs> that goes into our backyard. Oh my gosh. They never came back. Anyways, chapter 46, Under the Umbrella. We're like busting through these chapters very quickly. That's because Kendra's in an angry mood right now and she just <laughs> wants to smash the book. <laughs> I know, you're like, we have no, no jokes, no chill. So basically, Joe and Mr. Bear keep taking walks and they always like happen to bump into each other. And Joe is walking to the store and it seems she thinks he isn't in town, but she came to town to try and figure out if he was in the shipping yard. And so she's like in this weird section of town she definitely wouldn't have been in for any reason. And then she ends up running into Mr. Bear as she planned. And now they're walking away arm in arm. If I happen to bump into anyone i just want to let you know right now it's on purpose because i don't like touching people so <laughs> i like that you you took it very literally as in they literally ran into each other and not that they like saw each other and they were like oh we just bumped into each other huh oh, so annoying i bet you they did bump into each other like literally just touch each other because that's the only way that you could do it back then Those dirty old man hands oh, rappling all over her skin why (laughs) this old man is 60 no he's not he's like 40 (laughs) i literally wrote down his age in a couple like minutes so we'll get there we'll find out how old he actually is so mr bear says he has no longer any business so he'll be going soon and he's about to start a new job at a college and he's trying to figure out if joe cares about him And so he, like, accompanies Joe to all of her errands. And tonight will be his last call on their family before they leave. (laughs) Mr. Bear asks for help with getting a new dress for Tina and a shawl for Tina's mother. So, like, Joe helps him all that. And then Joe's starting to think that Mr. Bear only cares about her as a friend and is really sad about it. And then she just, like, starts crying. And Mr. Bear's like, what's wrong? Like, what's happening? And then she's like, well, it's because you're going away. And then she's like, uh, Mr. Bear says he's been wanting to see if possibly uh, if she thinks of him as possibly more than a friend. And she says, yes. 
and then they're engaged and i'm like whoa whoa this happened very quickly okay this is a lot to take in for me like, I like how it happens like in the last two chapters so she doesn't have to write more about their romance. Literally though. And it's just like the like you got to think about this too is the fact that they have not spoken for like at least a year at this point. No, it had to, I think it's been like a year maybe two. They have not spoken. And now he's been in town for like a week. And now they're engaged? I don't know. I just am mad about this entire situation because I really don't think there's any hint at all for them being together. And then they're just like, here you go. Now Joe's in love. And I'm like, is she though? Or did you just force her as a narrator? That's my question. No, she is not in love. She is marrying him because he's old and he will never touch her and it doesn't work. (laughs) So they walk back home and she's like, why didn't you say anything sooner? And he says he wanted to say something in New York. And there was no hint of them having any sort of romantic attachment in New York. I don't understand why they even wrote that in. Like he could have said the fondness grew after New York and I would have been like, okay like weird but okay but no they're like oh i wanted to say something in new york they weren't flirting in new york i don't understand this i could understand him having a fondness for her in new york only because he's like a hundred years old and probably gets no attention from women at all Mm -hmm. well i really think that they basically were like joe they talk about how lonely joe is And then, like, this guy shows up, and now she's married. Like, I don't think that had he shown not shown up, that she would have pursued Mr. Bear at all. Like, I think this is a situation where anybody could have shown up, and Joe would have been like, okay. Why couldn't she have just married one of Lori's friends? That's what I'm asking. Like, I don't understand why that, like, she's suddenly lonely now, and now she has to marry Mr. Bear, who didn't seem to have any connection previously like it doesn't make sense about it now that i think about it lori probably would have murdered his friend that married her either that or he would have been like let's switch wives (laughs) oh my gosh my headcanon is still that joe is a spinster like i've taken these last couple chapters out of the picture like i do not think that she actually should have married mr bear and I will die on that pillar. Like, I hate it so much. I just don't like it. I don't think that's Maybe she poisons him afterward. <laughs> Let me get some spice. Little woman in the death, okay? <laughs> I don't know. I'm just... I don't like this part. Like, this really made the ending horrible for me. It was a terrible, terrible ending. Yeah. Are we, are we on the last? Is this the last chapter now? No, the next chapter is the last chapter. Okay. So in the last chapter, she inherits her. Wait, we'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get there. But, but maybe that's why she poisons him. Like I've changed the ending for myself at this point. Mr. Bear dies. And <laughs> sounds good to me. Honestly, I just don't like it. 
So Joe asked why he came, and he said one of her poems called for him to come, and it's a poem about the toy chest, and she mentions that love will one day come for her. And I'm like, okay. That's not, no. Love, you don't go and wait for love to come for you. Yeah. You go and get it. And then learn that that's not what you want. So you throw it away and go in the sea and fish for something else. (laughs) And then Joe says that she's glad he's poor because she doesn't want a rich husband. Oh my God. (laughs) Like dig this hole deeper, please. Like, I feel like, I don't know. It's, that's like such a backhanded compliment that it really bothers me. He's poor and old. He's not going to be able to afford those little blue pills to give you the children that you need. I just love that you're so pressed and he's only 40. (laughs) (laughs) Like, literally, my next note is he canonically is 40 years old and he is 15 years older than her. Like, I'm already not a big fan of that age gap, but he is only 40. Hugh Hefner, I'm pretty sure he had it up and running at his age when he was alive so you know considering he probably lied about his age plus or minus actually just minus 20 years 40 years possibly probably (laughs) oh my goodness um so he has to go away for a while but he says he'll come back and they can be happy and then she kisses him Oh, I would really like to know how she would have described that moment. The part that kind of bothers me now is now I know she has spicy novels. And I'm like, so you went from writing spicy novels to having the most bland novel I've ever read. Where's the flavor? I want to say she did it out of spite. She literally... And I'll get to it at more at the end. But she literally talks about how she thought this book was the most bland book she's ever written. I 100% agree with her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She so now, is probably rolling right now. And like, oh my God, these two girls get it. <laughs> literally. But like, I just, I mean, everyone, to each their own for their favorite book. But like, Sense and Sensibility is better, and I'm going to leave it at that. Yeah, Jane Austen has a way of putting in spice without actually putting in any spice. Literally. Like, two people ran away together, and we knew they were definitely banging, and Jane Austen's just like, that's something to think about. Anyways, moving on. (laughs) And, like, I'm just saying that could have been an option, okay? Like, this is a little too bland for me. Well, you know how you can make it not bland is by setting it on fire outside with a fire hose next to you just in case it gets out of control. I just feel bad because I know this is some people's like favorite mood winter read and I just don't get it. I really don't. If this is your favorite mood read, winter, whatever, I have some other books for you that you'd really enjoy. <laughs> I just... I feel like this is definitely a nostalgia book. Like, had I read it as a kid, I'd probably feel differently about it. 
but like having no sentimental attachment whatsoever to this book I'm like there's really not I don't feel like there's anything that happens and like I don't want people to remind me of my morals like I'm good had someone made me read this as a child I probably would have never read again and be like if that's what books are like I don't think so we had the warrior cats (laughs) (laughs) were you not a warrior cats kid because I was no but (laughs) but I knew what you were talking about So you didn't have the prejudice of house cats that the rest of us grew up with? Oh, no. I have a prejudice of cats. I don't like cats. Not even a little bit. But it's because they try to kill me every time they get close. I'm allergic to cats. Oh, Oh. yeah. (laughs) Okay. Anyways, chapter 47, harvest time. So Joe and Mr. Bear were apart for about two years. And then Aunt March died and left her home to Joe. And after Uh, all that... All that with the Amy thing, Joe ends up with the house. How convenient. I mean, what's Amy going to do with a second mansion? Like, she's already got the one, you know? She could have gave it to Meg, the one with the two children, who's poor. Yeah, but now Joe has 8,000 children, so. Ugh. <laughs> That's worse than cats. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> So Lori says it'll bring them a good sum when she sells it, and Joe says she's not going to sell it. And everyone's like, why? So Joe wants to use the house to create a school for boys so they can live there and be taught. And like, I just felt like this was so random. And she's like, well, I've always loved raising children. And I'm like, since when? Since when? Like, what? So Joe says she wants to be like a mother to all the boys who cannot get support at home. I'm sorry. In that day and age, boys didn't get support. Excuse you. I don't know. I'm feminine outburst right now. This is just so random to me that I'm just like confused. Like this entire ending, I was just, I basically read it, wrote my notes and I was like, okay, like I, It's just so random. I think this is originally what she had her idea of what Joe would have been had she not gotten married. And then so maybe she made that the ending. And then then went back and added her marriage. Yeah. And just, yeah, that's what I'm thinking now because she always did say that she wanted to be a boy, that she liked hanging out with boys a lot more. So. Why not just surround? Well, that sounds gross now that you say it out loud. It's just like she's not particularly like mothering. You know, she never, it, it would have made more sense if this was Beth or Amy. Story. Because or they're even, much more agreeable than she was. She was a, a nightmare. Yeah. Like you took her out to places and she just acted like an ass, like I do. So I just don't. <laughs> I mean even Amy isn't super mothering either you know like I get it from Meg I got it for Beth but like Amy was like outspoken and fun and same with Joe and I just they never seemed like super nurturing so it just doesn't make sense like it's very random and I was like okay I guess Amy is the one that if Demi and whatever the name of the other twin is Daisy 
have a party. She is the aunt to go to for beer and alcohol. Mm-hmm. She will buy it for you. And so it's Joe, in my opinion. No, not Joe. Really? She's dumb now. I don't like her anymore. I don't. I don't factor in last five chapters, Joe. None of that is canon <laughs> to me. That was fan fiction that someone wrote. Like, I don't think that was canonical at all. Like, I know it was written in the book. I, I pretend it does not exist. Ugh, I want to pretend like this whole book doesn't exist and I didn't read it. <laughs> I can't wait to see your Goodreads rating. <laughs> oh, when I don't like the books, I don't rate them because I would be so, like, it would be devastational. Although I don't think that Louisa Alcott would mind my rating at this point, knowing how much I know about her now. She'd probably be like, yes, finally someone sees it for what it is. (laughs) Literally. I have a funny feeling that anyone that listens to this podcast and then learns more about her, they're not going to like this book as much anymore because they're going to know the real reason why she wrote it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I wanted for... to like it. I did. But it's just not, it didn't keep me entertained. So you're welcome for ruining your childhood nostalgia. Yeah, there just you go, everyone. At Christmas time. So uh, Lori asks how they're going to get money to keep the school going. And Joe says she'll have to take rich kids as well as poor for some reason. And it's now the thing that's giving her purpose. I'm sorry, rich kids aren't taken care of in this day and age? I don't You're know. Me I right don't know. That rich little boys, I'm going to assume they're white, are not taken care of in this day and age. I don't even know why it's just a boys school either. Like, she had sisters. I feel like she knows that sisters, her, the girls deserve just as good of an education. I don't understand why this is a boys school. If anything, she should have been an advocate for women, for girls. Yeah, literally. Like, she was an author. She was a writer. She's a testament to women achieving more dreams. And then they're like, ah, scrub that storyline. Anyways, she doesn't care about women anymore. Okay, are we at the end yet? Because this is We're almost there. We're almost there. The worst. She's married now. There are six to seven boys at the house. The school is happy. It's a home-like place. Eventually, every room is full at the school. Joe had two sons. She named them Rob and Teddy. And that's kind of weird, but we'll, we'll move <laughs> past it. And then Lori and Amy have a daughter. Um, the daughter's name's Beth, and she looks very sickly and like she might die. And I'm like, for what reason? For what reason? There's no reason to have done that. Like, we already lost one Beth. Now we have Beth Jr. Is the name cursed? Like, what? Why? Like, it doesn't make any sense. It's like, okay, cool. Thanks for that, I guess. Um, Now they're all enjoying a harvest festival and bonding with the boys at the school because I don't know. And then Mr. March is having a 60... Oh, I lied. Mrs. March is having a 60th birthday, so they're having a birthday party for her. And then Meg asks if Joe remembers their castles in the sky, and Joe says the life she literally meant to have would have been cold and lonely. And I'm like, no, but all right. Anyways, everyone says they're different, but they're very happy. And that's the happy ending. So, Things that bothered me. First off, that 
everyone that had ambition, like Beth and Joe and Lori, have just been like, ah, forget your ambition. Throw away all your hopes and dreams, and now you're married. For what? For why? Oh, my God. What if this was the moral of her story this entire time? I... I don't know. It bothers me. Like, can no one have a goal or happiness? Like, is that not allowed here? Like, why? Like, why is that what the moral has to be? Imagine, okay, so you've been looking up the author and you've Mm -hmm. been finding out information about her, right? And we know, or we're actually pretty sure that she wrote this book out of spite. So what if she wrote the second book and that was the moral of the story? Like, all you bitches are throwing away your hopes and dreams over marriage. What the fuck is wrong with you? Honestly, maybe because she literally is a spinster. Like, she never gets married, which, like, good for her. But I don't. Like, that's very possibly the whole thing is basically, like, look what marriage does to you. It makes you throw away all of your goals and your ambition, and now you just take care of your husband. So maybe it's her joke on marriage. And if so, I appreciate her for that. This is her joke book. Oh, I'm so much more happier now. Oh, Oh. so much more scent. Yeah, wow, great. So now we're going to talk a little bit about um, Louisa May Alcott for everyone. Um, So as we've mentioned, she actually preferred to write adult work that featured violence and drug use along with thrillers, but they did not have any of the success of Little Women, and she wrote it under the pen name of A.M. Bernard. So there's that. We could have been reading spicy novels, and yet here we are. I'm surprised that none of these other novels have popped up, but I guess because they're not under her official name. Yeah. And then she never wanted Joe to marry anyone. Um, she had never gotten married, and she basically was pressured to marrying Joe off. Also, she, like... So there's a couple other things that were, like, super wild. So her, she was, like, the first woman to ever um, sign up to vote in, I think, Massachusetts, where she lived, which is pretty solid. She was, like, a super feminist. And then also her father, for some reason, formed a vegan commune. That's random. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But it also might explain why she thinks the way she does. Yeah. Basically everything just kind of repeated these couple of things over and over and about her. And that's kind of all I know, but that's a thing for some reason. Now I want to know more about her father. Apparently they had like a weirdly close relationship. Oh, she was like born, I think on his birthday and then he died. Okay. And then he says, oh, come with me. And she's like, oh, I can't come with you. Like, you're dying. And then two days later, she died. Is that not weird? Oh, my God. I have so many thoughts right now because you just said that they had a weirdly close relationship and that she was a spinster all her life. And now my head has gone too far, too far. I don't want to hear it. I don't <laughs> want to know. I don't want to think about it. Like, I'm uncomfy with it already. I... 
I don't know. I really think that she, I don't know. And then now their death has just kind of solidified those thoughts. I don't want to pass judgment on her because I don't know her, you know? Like, I don't want to think about it. It makes me uncomfy. Uh, okay. Yeah. Maybe we could have done without that. <laughs> yeah. I don't even know, man. This. I kind of want to read her spicy novels just because I want to know. Oh my god, that would give us a clue as to what we should read a spicy novel from her and then like do a side-by-side comparison for Patreon. That would be fun. Wait. Side-by-side to what? Like we should do a comparison of like the way she writes when she's writing what she wants to write and like versus this. Oh, okay. That'd be kind of fun. Just did they even sell her? I mean, there has to be a way to buy it. Let's look. Oh, there's short stories. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Because that's what she was writing. There's one called 35 Stories of Murder and Molly's Behind a Mask or A Woman's Power, The A-Bot Ghost, All That Weird Jazz, The A-Bot Ghost, A Christmas Story, Okay, Thrillers by Louisa May Alcott. Oh my gosh. If you put, they put all of her thrillers together and it's 36 to 40 hours to read, 1,635 pages. She wrote a lot of thrillers. All right, any finishing words for Little Women? No. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, I just. These I've last... talked about that book way too much and I, I don't ever want to see it again. Oh, yeah, the movie episode next. Well, I mean, a movie I can handle. That only takes like two hours of my life. I swear to God, if this movie is three hours long. <laughs> I have no idea how long it is. I'll be honest. So that'll be fun. <sighs> well, I think we've said everything we need to say about Little Women. This has been a lot of episodes. So, um... If you liked Little, Little Women, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, I think we completely destroyed it a little bit, ripped it apart, but you know. I'm not sorry at all. Like, if you don't want to hear my opinion, just don't listen to the podcast. Listen to my other episodes, though. Kendra's only on the Little Women one. <laughs> <laughs> I think, though, that if you have read Little Women and you did like it, we've given you a lot more to think about true that's that you can definitely say that we definitely gave you a lot to think about um i hope you enjoyed our expansive critiques of this novel uh we will be watching the movie and talking about that as well so i hope you all enjoyed that kendra where can the people of the internet find you if they want to find you and your podcast you can find me at ke radke universe although i've just torn your poor book apart so i'm pretty sure you've just want to throw tomatoes and gross things at me but on instagram facebook pinterest tiktok i don't know if that's all of them there's so many social media sites now <laughs> oh and twitter yeah i always forget twitter me and too. then the podcast you can find it on instagram 
Pinterest, and Facebook at West Coast Booksters. And on Twitter, we are WC Booksters. And those will all be in the show notes, so be sure to look there as well. But we will catch you in the next episode where we'll be talking about the latest Little Women movie. So please be sure to join that. Uh, join us for that, and we will catch you all in the next episode. Bye. That might actually be a little better than the book because I will probably enjoy that a lot more. I mean, Just hopefully. Saying. Hopefully. I think <laughs> Emma Watson's in it, right? So, like, how can you go wrong with Emma Watson? I actually have no idea if she's in it. I should probably not say that, but she might be in it. And if she is, I'll be happy. But yeah, we'll see you in that episode. All right. Bye. Bye. Thank you all so, so much for joining me on this episode of the Barely Bookish Podcast. As I said in the beginning, uh, we will be covering the 2019 movie for our next episode, so be sure if you want to avoid spoilers for that movie specifically, um, be sure to watch it ahead of next week. Uh, We will also be covering 1984 next, so if you want to read that um, before we jump into the episodes, um, you might want to start reading it, and then you can enjoy all the spoiler inclusive episodes that you wish um yeah that's basically all i have for you all if you want to peep me on twitch and chat with me and watch me play pikmin and kind of murder a lot of pikmin it's not on purpose i swear like i'm really trying to save all the little pikmin's lives and if you haven't seen pikmin like please go look at them they are adorable and i love them but like everything is out to get these pikmin like it is very hard to keep them alive and it's very scary but yeah if you want to watch there's already a pre-recorded two-hour live stream on it that i did a test run of so that's available and if you want to start watching them now just go over to twitch.tv and go to barely bookish and subscribe and put that bell notification on then you will always know when i am live streaming and you can join in on the fun so yeah that's all i've got everyone i will catch you in the next episode our theme song was made by Raphael crux on freepd.com And our cover, or our logo, was designed by my younger sister, Sarah. And I will catch you all in the next one. Bye-bye.